Hello and welcome, Southgate Fantasy League Podcast back. It's uh, been a period of time, hasn't it? But the co-host and the comfy chair have opened a, well, it's an open pod. Anyone can join us at any point if they want. We'll just see how we end up here. But at the moment in the co-host chair, Kiel Story, uh, it's looking comfy. I'm not surprised the other coaches uh, are not joining at the moment with uh, with how much I'm taking the piss at the moment. And uh um, coming from a second title, and uh, Emilio will choke on the weekend and, and give me a second title. Wow, okay. So we're just starting off strong, and I like that. That's what we want to see. Um, as you said, we missed well, we missed a few weeks, and you can see, I, I don't know, if the, the mic is picking it up, me turning pages of notes that I've got from each week. Um, well, disappointed with the coaches. I've copped a lot of slack as the commissioner. Um, mm-hmm. Not organised. Um, not ready, not, not, you know, coming to the table with everything, even though I'm keeping track of all the trades. I've got notes every week on what we're going to do for the pod. Um, the coaches have let me down, to be honest. I've thrown it out there to people and they're just not available and not able to help me out for whatever reason. Um, you know, Ben's always the first to throw a stone, did not even react to the last pod that I put out there. So he's been, to be honest, he's been really pathetic. Uh, this season with his with his standard of of um, production as well, you know um, it's just not good enough, and and it sort of makes sense, you know, with him sitting in sixth place and and in uh, being you know somewhat irrelevant. Yeah, uh, yeah, I think that's fair. Um, I noticed you said as well, so you're agreeing that I also have not been up to the standard, or well, look, I mean, we'll put it this way, Brian. I'll ask you this question. Uh, every season previous to this, did you pr- produce a weekly pod? Pretty much. There was the odd. There was the odd one we couldn't do. Was the there? odd one? Like, so, there was yeah. the odd one where we doubled up on a couple of weeks and things, especially with so, the games. But but the majority was weekly. The majority was weekly. And has this season been majority weekly? Um, majority meaning more than half. Yes. Then, yes, I still maintained, I reckon, the first six, I reckon, maybe, I think. Maybe. Well, I mean, you can understand why. All right, well. Yeah, I know. Um, I've set a too high a bar. I think that's what you're saying. I've set too high a bar. It's time for me to review. Um, my time is not, it just has been very, very busy in fairness. Um, but as I said, the coaches also need to come to the party, I reckon, just a couple of times getting Push back, as you said, um, some of them, Emilio, are in bed by 7.45, so it's hard to please everyone. You know, I'm having having dinner at that point, so I'm not sure that's his bedtime. But um... Well, I mean, that's the thing. He's got to take his dentures out by a certain time, otherwise they start, you know, actually sticking in his mouth too long and it actually can be quite troublesome getting them out. So um, he said that many times at the office as well. So, um, yeah, it, it doesn't go well with his warm milk. Uh, either so uh, yeah he struggles well okay well fair play I reckon where we were at look I think we got to about six rounds in or something like that basically um my last pod and at that point look Sean was looking unbeatable um and I think I think in that game week seven we were talking about the pod curse had not been broken at that point um bottom Mm. well top had lost every single week to that point, and he was able to somehow get over the line against um, uh, Kizza's team, 58 to 50, high scoring. So Kizza, bottom of the ladder, actually pulled out a score that week, two of 50, and still didn't get the win. And look, it's worth saying Kizza is 
This has to go down as one of the more unlucky seasons. Look, his team's not great, but the the goal difference has been competitive all the way through. He's not miles back, and there's a couple of bad scores of recent, I think, that, that maybe doesn't look as good as what it was, but he was certainly right in the frame there. Um, even I look at mine, like 380-odd, um, and Emilio's on top with 390. Like, uh, yeah, fixturing played a big part in it, I think, and there's a couple of coaches who, even though they'll be feeling disappointed with how this season panned out, um, they could have easily in another season got a better fixture and probably be right up in the in the running for it. Um, it's also worth mentioning that Nick was pretty strong, I think, when I had him on the pod. I think he was undefeated, basically, and talking a big game, I think he's won since. So. Well. <laughs> Second bottom and only on goal difference to Christian, who could still get himself off the foot of the table. I mean, there's, there's, there's a number of reasons why Nick's team's so crap. Um, it, it's any wonder he got rid of Harland. He didn't want to have the embarrassment of finishing that low on the table with Harland. Yeah, it's uh, look, I think we'll get to that discussion in a minute and we'll we'll deep dive. I'm interested in your opinions on it and where we're at and all that sort of stuff. Um, and I think we fleshed them out in the chat quite a bit in, in regards to it, but uh, nonetheless, I think at that point, look, Sean was looking pretty unbeatable. Um, he picked up another win. Emilio's going pretty well. He had uh, a couple of strong results in there as well. Um, although I see in week seven, he lost to you, Kiel. So that was probably the start of your fight back at that week seven mark, being able to beat Emilio. Yeah, I mean, I just flick a switch after sort of halfway through the season and, um, you know, I just beat I beat the people around me and, and unfortunately I've had a loss to, to Kizza. So I, I copped one of Kizza's scores and actually lost. Did you cop um, a score or were you really poor that week? Not, you know, I haven't deep dived here or anything. Do you remember? Or uh, I think it was, it wasn't, it was like a score in the 40s and I was in the 30s. So it wasn't. Oh, wasn't yeah. 47 to 34. I found it there game week four. So, yeah, that's yeah. probably a disappointing one for you. Mm. Um, but you've got back into it and hunting him everyone down, which is good. Um, I see Chris has got himself back into it somehow. I see that Ben got absolutely slapped by Scotty in week seven and then he has struggled ever since as well so um he started dropping down and i think uh duncan mcgiven started on fire had him on the pod as well and he was absolutely buzzing and then the the curse kicked in he lost from tom water and i think he's just continued to lose basically every game since as well so a couple of guys who started pretty strong maybe didn't make the right moves or it just hasn't panned out or they weren't active enough in the waivers and things to keep the season rolling on and kept checking the fixtures but um yeah he has not finished strongly he's even i think week eight there he lost to me 20 to 29 that was a garbage score from both of us um and you walk away with a win laughing because it's just a terrible result in the 20s um but yeah we sort of ended up with this patch now where it's going into the last round and there's what four possible winners still Yes, and thankfully for me, I've got a good goal difference. I've got the best in the league in the in terms of goal difference. And um, unfortunately, who did that draw come about? So Emilio and Chris had a draw, and that sort of takes out the goal difference, unfortunately. So I need Emilio to slip up. But, um, yeah, speaking to him today at work, gave him a little bit of a barb, and uh, I was expecting you know, a bit of banter back. Um, no, he nervously laughed. Just gave you nothing, like me nothing. Um, he's nervous. He is very nervous, and the podcast has mostly been pretty good. 
Like, as I said, Sean broke the curse, but then, you know, he he obviously lost this week to you, so and has dropped off the top of the ladder. And the week before, um, he I think had a loss, didn't he? Um, I'm just having a look through and scanning. Oh no, he was able to beat uh, Christian. He smacked him, didn't he? So yeah, so all good, but. Yeah, I don't know. It's been interesting. He's he's dropped off and lost it right at the end here, but he's still an opportunity. Like all you need to do is get a win, and and you put yourself back in the frame of, of winning the ultimate championship there. So, um, yeah, Chris needs a pretty outrageous result. He needs to obviously a couple of things to go his way, um, and still his goal difference is better than Emilio, so he needs him to lose and obviously not somehow catch up 20s or needs to not be a free-for-all or something, and he still needs to win himself. I saw there were some trades that sort of went down. He's trying his best to give opposition a chance to beat different teams and stuff. But, look, do you give yourself a good run? Or, um, like, how do you see this one going down? Do you see any upsets, or is it just going to be pretty status quo? Oh, the problem is... um... Emilio's playing Nick, who uh, he, he's not only did he give up, what, what went under the radar was the trade of Matoma for Grealish. Um, Grealish isn't playing. Matoma is dominating. Um, so he's given up pretty much his two best players for nothing. So he, 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 honestly, this would be the biggest choke in fantasy football history if Emilio is to lose to Nick this week. <laughs> What happens if Grealish goes and kicks a hat-trick now? <laughs> well, if it benefits the lone wolf, I'm all for it. Mm. But looking at Nick's side now, he's yeah, I don't know. I don't I don't I don't understand any of his trades in the slightest. Yeah, interesting uh what's going on here. But Chris has tried to throw a few back, hasn't he? So he's tried to strengthen some teams. I think he got rid of Son and Haaland to opposition to try and somehow get some upset results that possibly can get him the, the victory this week. Well, I mean, when you get given the best player by far in the in the fantasy world in Haaland for free and nothing, and you give up absolutely nothing, um, I would expect you to still be in the race. But uh, to give him away, I think he's given... Son to Emilio's opponent and Harlan to my opponent. So, um, yeah, I mean, even if it was to come off, it'd be the biggest asterisk in in fantasy football. Well, like you- it's interesting. I don't see that as an asterisk necessarily. Last game, you somehow need to pull something out of a hat and you make those trades. I don't hate that one. We obviously know the early oh, yeah. one. He wouldn't be in this position without getting Harlan for zero. No, correct. I so, think that's, yeah, that's, that's obviously the one that we, is just uh, incredible. I don't know what the thought process is, there is. I think, um, is it is it Chris's fault or is it Nick's fault? Has Nick just lost, dropped the bundle there and brought the league into disrepute? There's no doubt there's collusion there. Um yeah, I mean, I don't know how you stop it without a veto system. Yeah, that's the thing, isn't it? I've said to you guys, you know, I've said it all the way through. I never set up the veto as a veto. Mm-hmm. I only put it there for me to keep track of trades easy enough because then I can approve them and make sure I write them down as they happen and it's easy for me to keep track of. But otherwise, the, I really wouldn't, wouldn't be able to do it. I mean, the problem is, is um, we almost have to have a veto system now. People lose interest if these trades continue. Agreed. It's just flat out. They'll just yeah. flat out lose interest. 
yeah, agree with that. So how do we, how would you do it though? Do you do the coach veto? Um, because that's where like every trade that goes through a coach needs to give an okay on the trade. I think I think I think we just have the commissioner vetoes it. I mean, you you see Harlan for rule role and you just you just veto it. You don't even think about it. But it's I'm just a player, stupid. so like what it like at what point do I I mean this one I think was a quick, yeah, I would have vetoed it. Like, I don't think we've we've even been, been close to needing to veto any other trade. Nah, there was obviously the really funny one. I think it was like season two or something. Was a Salah for what was it? Uh, I don't know. Uh, and every single week, Chris would bring it up with you. I think you guys you hated Salah and you didn't. Want oh, yeah, to I mean, I mean, my trades always get scrutinised for whatever reason, but it's not as if. No, yeah, but I mean, remember it's... it was funny to bring up each week whether it paid off or not. And even this time around, I was saying to scoot Trippier for Robertson, and he outscored Trippier the first week, and then. Ever since mm. that scored him, and he's laughed in my face. Like, but we didn't even make the trade. He just denied it. It's one of those funny things, sort of in the background. But this one was, um, I don't know. As I said, it wasn't there as a veto system. So in the end, I just let it fly. Um, but it's had an impact in the end. Chris has, yeah, pulled off a win. Certainly, as I said, it, it wouldn't have made a difference against Ben, I don't think. But against me, uh, what he scores 17 points or something like that. Um, and the difference between our game was, I think, 14 or 13 or something like that. So it definitely got him over the line. I had a pretty solid score that week. Um, mind you, I wasn't playing for anything on mid-table at that point, but still just trying to make sure I got my best score I can possibly get out each week. But, um, yeah, certainly has got him into a position where maybe a miracle could occur. Um, in saying that, Keels, he doesn't have a title yet. Um, yeah, I mean, I get why he would do it. He needs to get a title. He's reminded, yeah. you know, almost weekly, uh, with Ben, that uh, the OGs—they're the only OGs that haven't uh, haven't saluted. So yeah, and uh, look, the the round table, the champions table is getting pretty full, and there's only a couple of people out of that chat. So um, yeah, awkward for them. Uh, but the other aspect, I guess, is Sean also has an opportunity to win it. That's like I obviously would prefer to see Sean win. I don't want any two-time champs and starting oh, at the table. Like if I can avoid that, I would love. To obviously keep it keep it level around the board, um, unless you're the one who can be the second time champion. Yeah, I mean, obviously, if if I'm not to win it, it would be uh, Sean would be my preference. But uh, just just the fact that you know we've had what ten seasons and have ten different winners is just um, that's that's unheard of. Yeah, pretty outrageous. I think this is season eight now, so we've had seven oh, winners. Eight, yeah. Yeah, seven winners. Um, all different in the seven seasons, which is pretty outrageous. And this could still be an eighth, um, mm. an eighth different winner. Um, not that the trophy replicates that yet. I've still not updated it, uh, just in case you're wondering, Nick and, and Scoot and so on. But uh, nonetheless, it is. Well, I'll, I'll tell you right now, if, if I am to salute, I'll be getting not only my name engraved on it, but I'll get asterisks on every other one except mine. Okay, that'd be uncalled for. I understand if you put an asterisk, <laughs> if you put an asterisk on my one, I would semi-understand. But <laughs> the rivalry season, uh, that was a good one. Uh, Duncan brought it up. Um, your team's garbage, Duncan, in all honesty. Come back to reality. And you're also a no, a no time winner. So I'm not confident for me. Wow, that's harsh. <laughs> <laughs> Get on the table and then, uh, and then you can sledge my asterisk one, all right? But uh, that's more a 40-minute chat for us champions on the big table of whether I should be the right. yeah. week. So 
nonetheless. Um, look, I did want to review uh, a couple of the scores that we sort of had from each week. So I think I'd already updated at week six where we're at. Week seven, on the other hand, I just wanted to bring up um, in terms of the boats, the best on votes, we had Watkins put up 23 points. I don't know if you remember that, the 23-point Watkins week. That was some absolute bullshit. Um, Odegaard put 17 on the board and Anderson put 15 on the board that week. I think that was probably when Anderson scored against Man U or something. Um, probably that Crystal Palace win. Sorry to bring that up, Man U supporters, but really not that sorry. Um, so they got the 3-2-1. And at that point, Son was leading the board with four, uh, four votes. He's got four votes at that point. So... Um, and I don't think anyone else was there. In terms of the worst on, Dunk that week got negative two. Diego Jota got negative two. And Estepinian, uh, Estupinian, got negative two as well. So three players got negative two. I gave the three votes to Dunk, the two to Estupinian, and uh, one to Diego Jota, just with the results of those games and whether it impacted. So that's how that ended up as well. Um yeah, a few players on the three votes there. Uh, no one doubling up yet or being an obvious standout in the worst on there. The week eight results, though, um, Sterling, 16 points that week. Um, he actually Man. put himself on top of the table with six votes at that point. Um, point. Got two three-vote scores there. Salah with 15, getting two points. Um, so that put him on the board. And Van der Ven getting 15 points that game week, also ending up on just the one point, then putting him in That's the filth. frame. Um, in terms of worst on votes, there was three players who got zero on fields, but there was no obvious negative scores. Uh, Collins, Hickey, and Robinson, and Hickey got the three, Robinson the two, and Collins the one. Um, and then the most up-to-date week, uh, week eight... Uh, I think it was. Is that right? Week eight. Um, yeah, we had Salah get sixteen points, or was that week? Sorry, might have been week nine or something. If I got my, yeah, I think week. Oh, where are we at? Week nine. Sorry, week nine points. That's my bad. Salah got sixteen points, so he got the three. So that actually took him up to the five point mark. So he's uh, second on the table. So that shows you where Emilio's points are coming from, basically, and how he's put himself in right. the frame for that. Um, and Buemo was in the frame there with 14, but Douglas Louise got 15 and put him, gave himself two votes. Um, and Buemo with 14, same as Mudrick and Son. So they all got the one vote in that game. From um, Buemo. Yep. Uh, and Buemo, there's another one who sort of popped up. Uh, I think he had a really strong start. He got three votes in the very opening round. He got a massive score. So that put him up to four votes in, as well uh, in Buemo there um, after that game week. And uh, I said Song got an extra vote there as well. So he was up to five points as well and put himself equal with Salah. Uh, in terms of the worst ons, uh, Emerson got a negative one. Kanji got a negative one. And Mitchell also got a negative one. So some bad points one. there. Um, just trying to see if there's any double ups, but I don't think those names have been called out before. So they know they will put themselves uh, in the frame, but nonetheless, no bad blood there in terms of some double ups and some terrible players to have. And then lastly, I think I was ha having a look at this game week 10, but the best score I could find so far was uh, Harlan's 16. So he put himself 
Uh, he already had two votes, so that put him up to five votes as well. What so about uh, Nakia? Oh, what did he end up with? Same. Oh, there you go. Nkedia, I must have missed there. So Nkedia, 17. So he got the three votes then, sorry. Um, and it means Harland got the two votes. So he is now up to four as well. So put himself in the frame as the best on in the season, which just shows you how bad that trade was. Because Raul, I'll give you a clue, Keels. How many votes do you reckon he's got this season? Uh, well, I'm assuming he's polling well in the worst on. Um, well, look, the amount of votes he has rhymes with hero. Yeah. <laughs> Which is obviously <laughs> hero. So, uh, yeah, no good. That's um, what he scores most weeks. Yeah. Uh, and Buemo, another 13 points. What about, does anyone have Pinnick? Ooh, that's a good question. Uh, I wonder if Sean, oh, who was it? Can't see anyone who's got Pinnick, but I hadn't deep dived on the most recent round yet. Which does Sean have him, maybe? Or... Ah, he's free agent, so uh, okay. I'll, I'll, and Buemo can take the points. Yep. So Buemo got a thirteen, and I saw Wilson, Callum Wilson, got thirteen uh, with his double, and Diaby also got thirteen. So a few players rolling in with thirteen points there as well to get on the one vote list, um, but they're not double ups that we need to. Uh, spend too much attention on. So getting close to the end of the season in terms of the voting system, it is Sterling who is on top with six, Son Salah on five, uh, and Buemo Harland I think on. Uh, oh, did we give him Buemo one more? Maybe he's on five as well, and Harland on four. Uh, in terms of the worst on, yeah, I haven't got to that. I saw Ward had him negative one, but I couldn't see any obvious real low scores. Um, Sheffield got belted, but surely no one's got Sheffield players. I would doubt to see any any of them pop up in there with like some negatives or something. But um, I mean, um, Nick Side might have a couple in there. Yeah, well, his team's always struggling to get a field of full team. Is <laughs> the zero scores? There's always a few zeros, but it's more than negatives. I saw Ward as a negative one, so he probably gives himself three votes. Mm. But again, not on the list. So. Um, yeah, no obvious standouts of a player you would have that would cost you a whole heap of points. Although I did notice Mitchell has not scored for about three weeks and Ben still had him in the side. So interesting to note. I mean, that's Ben for you. He's, uh, he's crap. Yeah. I mean, you don't have, you don't have no titles when make those kind of errors. He's uh he's certainly cracked it, I think, uh over that one. He I think he he lost a crucial matchup against you, didn't he? And the season was probably done at that point, unfortunately, for him. But look, we've given a lot of airtime to him. It's another mid-table finish. Uh Duncan, another mid-table finish. Um, me, another mid-table, Scotty, another mid-table. Yeah, there's a few mid-tables in there. I, I don't know if it's fair to say mid-table for a couple of us who would yeah, more lower table. Um but all around that four win mark. And if you win this week, it takes you to five. And that's basically an even season, which a few people are looking to uh, probably end up on. But um, yeah, that probably that's probably where we are. I guess um, if we want to have a look, Keels and Deep Dive, in terms of the fixtures coming up, I want your predictions and where we're going to end up this season. So the first one is Clop of the Table. Ben playing against me, uh, Dog FC Wolf. Um, it's a dead rubber, obviously, except for the fact that earlier in the season I said to Ben, and I believe he agreed to it. I don't know if there was a formal agreement or not, but I asked, I said if I lost this match, I would formally apologize to him um, for saying that he was only interested in coming on the pod 
when he was winning. Um, and that's the only time he shows up. I will formally apologize to him if I lose this match, but I would like him to rescind and apologize to me for asking for an apology if he was to lose his matchup. So I believe that is still on the line. I think that's fair. Um, and and I look forward to seeing Ben's video is, is what is my prediction in that one. <laughs> yeah. In terms of any sort of players, uh, I don't know, is West Ham, who they got? He's still got Antonio in there. Diego Jota um, is obviously a, is an opportunity for him to score points. I would have thought Liverpool, what's their matchup like? Oh, they got Luton. So, yeah, he could get some points in there, especially considering I still got Robinson, who's, I think, dead. Um, yeah, not back till January or something. So that's ideal. Uh, so, yeah, he's looking like he might be in, in big trouble yeah, moving forward for any sort of trades or whatever, but uh, luckily I don't need to worry about that past this week. But um, yeah, I don't know. Uh, Callum Wilson, at least he's getting some minutes for me, but I think we've got Arsenal, so it's going to be a tough matchup and uh, a big one, but uh, we might be struggling. Yeah, I think, uh, look, as it is a bit of a dead rubber, but the rivalry between the two coaches is what makes this one has a little bit of interest and, um, yeah, I mean, uh, it'd be nice to to hear from Ben, uh, regardless of the result. It'd be nice to just uh, just to get something out of him. Hmm. It would be good. I reckon um, I see I've got a trade from Scotty sitting there, which is Pascal Gross for Rodrigo. Um, I was pretty sure I sent that through. I'm going to click approve on that one. Maybe it went to me to veto and I hadn't vetoed my own trade yet or not. So I'm going to approve that one. I was pretty sure I already did. Um, been a lot so, of trades this week. Yeah, there has. Um, look, Pascal Gross, I know I sledged him earlier in the season. I'm sure that's why Scotty sent it through um, as a bit of a laugh because oh. I said he scored his one goal for the season and he's done. So I think I'll accept that. And good karma will come my way. And looking forward to getting bulk points. Weird trades. I don't know why they've done so many. Yeah, a couple of people had to get them done. Um mm. I was trying to think who was scrambling late. Benny had to get one done. I think Scott still had... Did he have to get one complete or something? I had to get one done. So Christian's gone and got four trades done. Yeah, Christian's been very, very busy this week, even though he had no obligation to be busy. Um, I'm pretty sure he already finished five or six at that point. So... Um, he definitely got him done. Chris also was well until he done. He got a couple more, I think, as we talked about earlier, just to see if he could get some um, results he needed there. But, yeah, it was a busy week. Yeah, Scott and Chris both got three trades done. Well, okay. Yeah, that's busy. I was going to say, I can tell you what all of them were because uh, due to the veto system, I keep track of them. So um, just for the record, Chris, yeah, sent Sun to Nick for Diaby. Diaby put 13 points on the board, actually. So it's not even a gift of a trade if Diaby goes well again. Um, Duncan McGibbon, yeah, he had, a, he had one to do, didn't he? He did uh, the keeper trade with Benny, Vicario for Allison, Christian Martinelli for Mudrick with Chris. Um, yeah, interesting. Chris loves Martinelli and Mudrick. And Mudrick's probably not even going to play because he's injured. So I don't know about that one. I think he scored one. Goal, I don't know. He recently scored points, didn't he? He was just in our best on votes before. But other than that, I don't think he's done anything in his whole Chelsea career. Um, Christian Ward-Prowse for Kulosevsky with Emilio. So interesting one. We'll see. It could go either way, that one. Both start both started the season pretty well, in fairness. And Tottenham have just keep winning. So you never know what that's going to end up as. Uh, 
but Son and um, Madison score bulkily at points, don't they? They both have really bright starts. Um, Pickford for Flecken, Keels? Oh, look, you know, Everton playing at home and uh, Flecken to Deutsch is uh, he's away to West Ham. Oh, he's home to West Ham, but I, I thought West Ham might one past him, so... Hmm. Yeah, they, I thought they started well until on the weekend when obviously they lost to you guys. Did you rub it into Graham, by the way, or...? Message? Um, yeah, he wasn't happy about it. <laughs> yeah, fair play. I wouldn't be either. Um, I mean, in and... fairness, I, I wouldn't... You, I, I mean, he sent a message uh, when we lost to Luton, so he put it upon himself. Oh, okay. Well, fair play. Yeah, you deserve that then. And uh, I see Hoyland... Hoyland got traded for Roll as well. So Roll must be a bloody superstar. I mean, that's just a ticket trade-off with two coaches that are just uh, waving the white flags. It doesn't really mean anything at this point. No. And uh, Christian DeSassi for Rupert Sean. That got a trade done. What I will say is Raul has scored 13 points for the whole season and Haaland cleared that in one way last week. (laughs) <laughs> with 17 so it's an interesting move um but full and Fulham haven't even started that brightly in general have they so suck yeah um and then lastly uh cash for trippier yeah scotty gives up his boy his number one pick in trivia but again i don't know did he have to get trades done i'm not i'm not really uh, sure there. i don't think he i don't think he did because he already did that one for role uh, so yeah, I don't think he did. I think he's done him a favor. Maybe he doesn't want to see a second time champ, much like I don't. Uh, so maybe that was the thought process. Well, I mean, Trippier was playing Arsenal. It's not a great fixture for him, and it's Cash not. is is playing Nottingham Forest. So it's probably actually yeah, just on the weekly matchup. It's not the worst. Not the worst. Um, yeah, good point. Not the worst on a weekly matchup, but and you know we got to really busy schedule. So maybe you watched this play against Wolves the other day and was like, oh, they look a little bit flat. That's what I thought. Um, he certainly rips in when tough, Newcastle... But... He certainly rips in when Newcastle get goals against them, so... Yeah, I know, but I mean, like, still points away, so you collect them all on the way if you can. It's a long season, so... Yeah, one round to go. It doesn't... Nothing to play for, nothing really, no, well, Sean does, so it's important to him. He'll be hoping uh, the Toon bounce back this week and probably give him a clean sheet and maybe an assist or something like that. So uh, he'd be happy with a big Trippier score, i tell you that. Yeah, it's interesting because Sean got rid of uh, Ruben Diaz mm. and uh, Man City have a home game against Bournemouth, so I'm happy with that trade. Yeah. Do... Is Diaz been in every week? I feel like they've rotated They're around that before. At the uh, he got the six points in ninety minutes played against Man United, so uh, okay, all right, well yeah, that one. yeah, interesting then. Might be in, yeah, not sure he needed to. Maybe he was held over the barrel. Just need to get a trade done. Thought oh, I'll give up more than I need to, and we'll see how we go. But uh, yeah, I digress. We uh, we yeah, we unpacked them. We have a look at the fixtures going to the next game. Um, this one there is something to play for because it is Chris against Kizar. What color ref taking on Sheepish Wolf? Um. Yeah, I feel like kids, as, as I said, his scores haven't been awful or anything, um, although he put 24 points on the board last week and somehow gets a win. So he's sort of he's on the win trail, but that's not a good score. Well, it comes down, he's got a lot of West Ham and Chelsea, so it's those two games that he relies on. And Chelsea playing uh, the rampaging Tottenham mm. and West Ham away to Brentford. So... Um, 
I'm not sure he's going to get much stat padding down the back there. So, uh, yeah, that's an interesting. Oh, he's got a red triangle, yellow triangle. Man United sucks. So Rashford hasn't done much. Um, yeah. No, that, look, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, because we're a jinxing boss, league. Um, Kizzer's team, your your team sucks. We'll score shit this week, and uh, yeah, you'll uh, keep Chris alive. So we'll see how the jinx goes. Yeah, it certainly hurts having like Rashford would have been a big pick and he has mm. been crap. So that really hurts when your top pick is ends up not being that good. Um, but you've got a chance, Kizart, to ruin someone's season. And that's always a fun thing to do. Mm. Um, I really enjoy that. It sometimes feels better than winning it, in all honesty. Mm. Um, so looking forward to seeing what you can do there. The next one, Kiel's your game against uh, Duncan McGibbon, Meaty Boys. Um, has not looked the goods since coming on the pod, basically. Yeah, that's right. I've uh, just got to get the job done. He's picked up Harlan, so um, he did score 55 points without Harlan, so that's slightly concerning considering Harlan's playing Bournemouth and could put five in himself. Yeah. Um, but, you know, um, I remember I was ridiculed uh, when Nakunku went down injured. I don't hear much about that anymore now that my team's flying. So he was a high pick, high pick in the forward stakes. And uh, I picked up the great man, Dominic Calvert-Lewin, who has been on fire since being back in the team. He scored his 50th goal for the Toffees, and he is uh, carrying my forward line now. Picked up off the scrap heap. What a man. Did you uh, statistically back up that he's been on fire, please? I, I know he scored on the weekend, didn't he? So he put probably a seven-point score on the board or something. Well, he's, uh, he's scored three times in the last five games. Okay, fair play. I'll give him that. That's a decent, that's a decent uh, output in the last five there. So, did you have him for all five or just? Uh, be close. Be close. I knew he's back from his face injury, so I, I did pick him up due to needing to replace Nakonku. Yeah, yeah, fair play. And uh, but yeah, I still think you know pick of the season for you has been in Boemo, surely. It's been very good. My midfield's not that bad, and it's that's with Bruno Fernandez in there. Oh, and he's know. failed me. No, uh, no, we're moving on past that. Uh, but look, Duncan McGiven, meaty boys, there's a chance there. Look, again, another opportunity to ruin someone's season. Could be a lot of fun. Um, geez, that would build the rivalry as well into the next year if you can beat someone and knock them off the perch and just say, see you later, I cost you a championship, and laugh at their face. Just send non-stop voice clips of laughter. Would be more disappointing if he was to beat me and Emilio was to lose, that would be upsetting. Oh boy. Imagine the scenes. Uh I um... must hope I must hope it's a draw with me and me and Duncan and Emilio loses and I pip Emilio by one goal difference. Okay, that would be the most brutal fashion that you could lose a championship I reckon. That's what I want. Um, That's fall. what I want. Like and then you also need Sean to lose and Chris to lose. Like you need bulk results for something like that to happen. Want it to happen. It'd be pretty good. Uh, the next game, nothing on the line. Uh, Christian versus Scotty, nothing to play for. Um, but Christian was busy in the in the trades this week, so trying to reinvent and get himself off the bottom of the table. I guess that's. I don't think he right. wants. I don't think he wants a wooden spoon again. He's he's been. Um, he floats around the bottom a fair too, fair bit too much for me. Uh, for mine. Uh, he's won his title and I think he's just, uh, he's happy with that. Yeah, this is a terrible comeback season, isn't it? As I said, we had to ask who won the title 
yeah. and he, yeah, you've gone straight to the bottom of the ladder. Um, but you got an opportunity to finish at least not bottom. No one, if you finish second bottom, I don't think anyone will remember that. Mm. No, nah, but if you finish bottom, everyone will be like, you went from first to last. That would be disappointing. Yeah, I think it, I mean, when we were discussing before who's won a title and who's sitting around the championship table, I actually forgot Christian had a seat there. <laughs> I mean, that was fairly legit and he, yeah. he dominated it in fairness. Yeah, so sorry about that, Christian. Um, you named your team Jerks FC, so it's only fitting that uh, I was a jerk just then. Did Christian even have Harlan that year or? Oh, I wouldn't have thought so. I think um, Scott's lost with him a few times now. <laughs> <laughs> so it's a legitimate title. Uh, speaking of Scotty, uh, look, might be able to bounce back. We said he's got a lot of Newcastle players, so it'll really depend on that game. Um, I'm feeling weary about it. I'm not so sure how we'll go, in all honesty. Uh, we look tired. He's a so bit disappointed for me, me Scotty. He's, uh, he goes a bit quiet when he loses. Um very chirpy when he's up and about, but uh, yeah, you you got to try and find him. It's almost, it's almost you know when you go to the zoo and you see the animal enclosure, and you sort of got to try and find where the animal is. Sort of like Scott, you got to try and maneuver your way around to just see in the the corner of the cage. Up oh, there he is. There's his tail. You see his tail, and that's all you see. And you move on to the next animal. <laughs> the tawny frog mouth. If you try to see one of them in a tree, my word, they they blend in so well you can't find them. Uh, but no, oh, look, I'll say this about Scotty. He was up and about this season. The juggernaut landed and was absolutely rolling. I think, I think the the lack of pods sort of shut him down. He was absolutely. I think rolling. also um, he ran into the lone wolf twice, and I've, I've absolutely slapped him twice. <laughs> In both the league and then the cup, I just just slapped him. You did give him a bit of slappage there, unfortunately. Yeah. Uh, it derailed the season, I think, and he just didn't bounce back. So I'm not sure. We'll see how they go to finish up. Last, uh, sorry, second last. Ricky Bobby's dream, Duncan taking on Sean Donovan, um, Adam Lama, who has a chance to win a championship. He has obviously dropped off. He's now one point behind the leader, but he has a chance to win a championship, and that is that would be no mean feat, your first season in the league. Um, obviously, quiet, hasn't brought a lot of banter, and um, the Wednesday nights don't suit him for the pod, so I haven't been able to get him on, unfortunately. Um, but he was flying, and he still has an opportunity to win it, and he takes on Duncan's team, who apparently is flying, according to him. Uh, one of the best teams ever existing, it sounds like, uh, because he slapped me last week or two weeks ago, whatever it was. No, Duncan's team's shit. I can't be any more blunt than that. His team's shit. Um, yeah, I mean, uh, looking at this fixture from from Emilio's point of view and my point of view, and to a lesser extent, Chris, um, yeah, it's all about winning for us because uh, Duncan will not get the job done against Sean um, due to his team, as I stated before, being um, utterly and completely shit. Wow. Okay, that's pretty brutal. He's uh, got no forwards. That's what I will say. And he knew that from the start because he bloody he derailed his season by bloody picking Harry Kane and then he never played. Mm. Yeah, well, that was his own fault, and um, yeah, I mean, I mean, he's sitting fifth on the table, so he's he's done okay. But uh, nobody remembers uh, nobody remembers fifth, Dunk. No one remembers fifth, and if he loses this week, he'll drop back down into the you know sixth, seventh, eighth anyway. So, um... I mean, how good is the um, 
Yeah, good to the Odegaard for Sun Trade Bean as well. He's really done well there. <laughs> That's been bad, hasn't it? Odegaard didn't even play last week, I don't think so. <laughs> yeah, he's made a meal of that one. He might even be hot. He might be in the, the championship frame if he hadn't made that trade. Who knows? But yeah, that was um, dumb. Yeah, but uh, no, nah, look, Doug, in fairness, I said you could drop down to six, seven, eight if you lose. You really can't. You, you're as as you can go. So, no, nah, credit to you. Top half finish. Be happy with that. Also, I just wanted to point out, you know how you asked before, uh, you wondered if anyone had any Sheffield United players? Mm. Well, sure enough, Duncan has their forward. <laughs> he has no forward. So I can allow that, that he's at least going to hopefully pick up two points or something. But I don't think he even scored two points, did he? He played 31 minutes on the weekend and got one point. Um, and, uh, yeah, his other forward is from Luton, who's yeah. the not even their main forward because he played um, yeah, 57 minutes um, and has scored no goals for the season. Yeah, I think I've got one of their other forwards um, for Luton and he's scored, like, two goals for the whole season or something. I've got the main one. I've got Morris. He's yeah. my man. Well, I've got um, yeah, whatever the other guy is, Adebayor or something, whatever his name is. I like saying Adebayor. I know it's not that. It's Adebayo. Uh, he's put a couple of points up on the board for me. But Foster was the one for, who I picked up from Burnley, who's um been pretty good. So I've been happy with that result. He's uh probably one for the future. If he sneaks in still, you can pick up a. I got him off the scrap. He was handy to have. But anyway, I digress. Um, Duncan versus Sean still a big game as I said Dunk opportunity to ruin someone's season always funny always a good way to build rivalry and then last up the big one uh, top of the ladder Al Chapel Street Emilio Jahal's team taking on Nick's team GOAT um, arguably brought the league into disrepute um, would want to finish in the right way uh, imagine if you can beat Emilio and bring balance back to the league yeah, I'm starting to, uh, you know, looking for, you know, team names for, for Nick next season. Uh, the first one that obviously comes to mind is, you know, University from from AFL, the, the university side that had to call it quits in about the 20s. They were shit. But also um, I'm thinking, you know, along the lines of, you know, a conference league type team name, uh, either the Dorking Wanderers would be an option for him. Um Maidenhead United, or um, the other good one there is uh, Graham's uh, team there, Rochdale. They're also down in the Conference League. So uh, looking at some of these teams in that league, uh, Nick would fit in very well. Mm. Maybe Wrexham might be on the way up next season or? Oh, let's have a look at the table. Wrexham? I can't see Wrexham. No, they're in, uh, they got out of the Conference Leagues, my bad. They're they're in, um, I think, Div, you know, whatever it is, Div. Three or two, or whatever it is they call after that. Uh, but Div two, sitting in seventeenth place, um, is Boreham Wood. Fun fact for those uh, interested in uh, how the Boreham Woodians are going in the Conference League. <laughs> I think I think that's no people in the target audience, but <laughs> nonetheless, next day opportunity to beat Emilio. Do we actually think that can happen, or is Emilio just going to shoot this one in? Yeah, no, this is a, unfortunately, Emilio will be a two-time champ due to the opposition he is up against this week. Wow. Okay, so you've called it and it's done. Salah, obviously. He can't, he, he, he can't lose. Yeah, it's hard to see um, Salah not going pretty well. He's had a good season. Once again, he puts himself up there. I feel like Emilio's 
pretty much always picks Salah and um, it nearly always pays dividends for him. He just is, he just keeps scoring goals. It helps when he goes to the spot and just slots a couple there as well. Um, he just scores goals. It's it, You can't deny it. And even though he's a midfielder and he shouldn't be, and I bring that up every single week, um, it's smart play. And he's, um, yeah, once again, showing that he's right up there. And he would have, like, I mean, there was a season he choked as well, wasn't there? So he's really put himself in the frame of championships most seasons. So credit to him. Yeah, as I, as I chatted to him uh, today, hoping to get some barbs back, he said, yeah, I've, I've choked twice heavily already. The one clear one to me, and then he said he choked another time in the last round. So he um, he certainly remembers the chokes. Yeah, he does. So he's got an opportunity to, I guess, fix that. Let's say if it's like a grand final type thing, well, he's one from three maybe. So he want to bring that back to two from four or imagine it becomes one and four. We'll have to start calling him Collingwood or something. Yeah, look, um, he did cop some barbs today about being English as well because uh, a few people asked him how um, the English cricket team were going and it wasn't me, so I enjoyed that. <laughs> <laughs> True or false, Gilles? Christian put the league table of the World Cup in a different group chat that we're a part of and you gladly screenshot it and then sent it to our group chat and tagged Amelia. Yes, uh, that's confirmed. I did tell Christian he needs to put that in and tag Emilio, and uh, he was a bit sheepish, a bit shy, and didn't want to do it. So uh, say no more, Christian. I'll do it for you. (laughs) Well, I do like that. I wonder if Emilio knew that it was the English and Welsh international cricket team. Uh, look, to be honest, I wouldn't have thought so. He's not a he's not a cricket fan. No, <laughs> what I will yeah. say, what I will say about Emilio is, uh, and, and credit to him, he's taken up the game of golf. He's gone out and had a hit a few times, and uh, he's enjoying it. And uh, we're going to go out a couple of us at work with uh, with Emilio in a couple of weeks' time. And uh, yeah, it's, it's it's good to see that he's taken up the game of golf. Wow. Okay. Well, that's interesting. Yeah, I rate that. I'll be keen to have a hit with Emilio at some point then. Uh, I'd be garbage at this point. So, um, you know, another thing about Emilio, he is a Houston fan and one of the big ones. Um, loves them. Cannot get enough of them. Uh, started the season zero and three, find themselves second bottom, uh, just ahead of Memphis, zero and four. Yeah, well, I mean, as I said, I don't know why these Houston fans rip in when their team is just utterly shit. I can't be bothered keeping track of their results. Like, just just give it a rest. They're crap. Yeah. Uh, Brooklyn Nets, one and two, um, 10th place. Yeah, it was a good win. Cam Thomas, get around him. Yeah, Chris will be happy with that. You've seen his cards and his jersey and his all set up of Cam Thomas. And uh, Chrissy, maybe you can share it with the people who don't know what we're talking about, but loves him. Um, yeah, has, I think, a couple of rookie cards and stuff in this frame picture. And um, so he'll be happy saying that he's getting some court time and he's up and about. Oh, yeah, it's it's great too. Uh, I think Spencer Dinwiddie's done an injury as well. So he's going to, and Cam Johnson's out. So he's actually going to have a fair run. In the starting lineup, I think. I don't know why we take him out even when we're fully strength. He's just, he puts the ball on the hoop. Yeah, he just does. It's, it's, it's just stupid. Yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah, you think about it, you know, he gets criticised for his defensive side of the game. And then you think about players that we had in, in you know, Kyrie and, and James Harden that were just utterly shit on defence. And they got 
minutes. He puts up the same points. I don't get it. Yeah, strange, strange behaviour. You got to wonder what's going on inside because uh, yeah, he must be culturally bad or something. Anyway, I digress. We talk too much NBA kills. I feel like we've I've sort of covered the last few weeks and given a bit of a rundown of how teams have gone, but. Basically, as I said, in the final, the final round. Oh, sorry, I didn't mention in the cup there, Kiels. You obviously were able to give yourself a good run and get the job done over the weekend um, against Scotty with a big fifty-nine to twenty win. The week before, um, yeah, Goat FC next team got absolutely pumped by Scotty. Sixteen points he put on the board to thirty-eight, and you were able to knock off Duncan's team. So he got himself to a semi-final there, Duncan as well. But basically, it was a uh, pick. What did you guys end up? It was like six seed versus the, oh, what was he? What was Scotty at the time? I think he was um, like eight seed and he was lucky to sort of get in or something. I think he knocked me off or, oh no, Duncan did, I think. He took my seed in seven. So anyway, you were pretty low seeds ranked and you ended up in the final and then you absolutely slapped him and obviously put a big score up, as we said. So you obviously got a big oh, yeah. score, um, dominated it, free entry into next season. Um, so regardless of what happens now, whether you win money or not, I don't think you care, do you? It's all about the championship. It's all about the trophy. Um, as uh, I think Duncan uh, McGibbon put through a yeah, little thing, how much percentage of the winnings would I give him if he was to throw the game? And I said, I'd give you 100% because I don't care about the money. No. Would you be? Would you have to put an asterisk there if he threw the game? 100%. <laughs> so you'd still engrave the trophy with an asterisk on your own. I would, yeah. <laughs> and, and can you handle that? So you, you care about the title, but not how you win it. Not when, not when it's at Emilio's expense. <laughs> okay, well, maybe that's where we leave this poll, I reckon, at the, uh, the moral... The moral compass is well off at the moment. It seems like with a few people in the league, winning is important. Um, we've got a big opportunity. Any Well, four people can still win it. Emilio in the box seat in front. Shawnee and Keels, you with an opportunity just behind. And Chris needing a bit of a miracle, um, but still a possibility considering none of you guys are playing each other. So it's all there. Um, a couple of the low teams, you've got an opportunity to ruin someone's season and that would be bloody delightful. And Benny... I'm looking forward to you apologising to me, I think, in the future. It's going to be good. Just looking forward to anything from you, Ben. Just give us something. Your content's been non-existent. <laughs> Shit ass. Uh, fair play. Well, Kiels, I appreciate you jumping on, and uh, it was good just to give a bit of a rundown for everyone and uh, hopefully finish strongly, give ourselves a good week of uh, opportunity to do some Jim's research, and I think uh, then we'll go again. I think there's a break in there for an international or something, and we'll give ourselves two weeks to settle it and uh, get stuck into another season. That Christmas period is always very, very quick too. You just smash a whole bunch of games quickly. So it'll be um, a really busy little period where we can get stuck in. Looking forward to uh, relaunching the pod as well and making sure I'm on top of that as uh, my my uh, school year winds down as well. That should free up some time for me. Absolutely. Get around it. Yep. All right. Well, let's leave it there. Um, loving your work and uh, go enjoy. <laughs>